Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Welcome to the Fallout Lorecast. The podcast that explores the boundaries of our knowledge about the world of Fallout. It's that time of the season, friends. It is the holidays. Plural. I guess whatever holiday you celebrate this time of year, happy holidays to you. And uh, I did a previous episode on the Fallout Lorecast about do they celebrate Christmas in the Wasteland? And uh, I wanted to follow up with something this year that would be in the holiday spirit but something not as silly as, well, I don't know if it's silly, but not, not as general as like, do they celebrate a holiday in the wasteland? Because when I did that episode, I was, I don't know, there, there just wasn't a whole lot of evidence out there other than some decorations and things that had been sitting around for a very long time. So I wanted to get a little bit more mm, ah, philosophical. Yeah, probably philosophical on this one and talk about the holiday spirit itself. What is the holiday spirit? And that led me down this path. The holiday spirit is about giving. It's about kindness. It's about doing the right things. It's about being the best of humanity, being the best people we possibly can. And when I start saying these things and I think about the way that the world is in the wasteland in any of the Fallout games, you can, I mean, I'm sure you feel it too. There's a very big divergence there. We have a wasteland where people are struggling just to survive. We could talk Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like it's very hard to be going out of your way to do things for other people in need when you don't even know where your dinner is coming from or if you're going to be able to survive the next raider or super mutant attack. But yet there are individuals in the wasteland who I would classify as being good. And with any of these things, there are difficulties, classifications, definitions. What does it truly mean to be good? So let's start out with a a broad definition here. Characters, individuals who put others ahead of themselves or are highly motivated by what they believe to be actions that will benefit the wasteland and other people as a whole. So there's the like personal good. There are people who do things for you, even though they don't ask for anything in return. There are people who are trustworthy and will stick by your side no matter what. That's kind of a personal good. But then there's a more general societal good. There's this idea of, being driven by a goal that will benefit potentially thousands of people. So there's a few different ways that we can we can look at this and there's a few different ways we can chop this up. So in today's episode, I will be going through a list of 10 ish individuals who I think we could give the mantle of 
being the goodest people. <laughs> Is that a word? The goodest people in the wasteland. Um, and thank you to those of you who responded to my tweet earlier about this and threw out some of these names. A lot of these coincided with people I was already thinking about. Some of you brought ideas that I hadn't considered yet. Um, and so if if you think I'm missing the boat on somebody, let me know. Like tweet at me, join the discord, join the conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So I'm going to go in order of games backwards and we're going to get from Fallout 76 to New Vegas and then Fallout 3, and then that we're not going to do Fallout 2 and Fallout 1, because most people don't really have a whole lot of experience with those two games, so let's just be honest. Most of most of everybody out there hasn't really played them too much. Uh, those of you who have, feel free to chime in and let me know, like, this character from this game, I mean, I, I could pick out a few characters from those games, but I want to top, I want to talk about the characters that most people really care about. So, here, let's start with Fallout 76. Fallout 76! Oh, good. Uh, Buddy Butts. Hey, welcome, Buddy Butts. Buddy Butts here to do the uh, the announcements for each game. All right. So let's talk about Fallout 76. The first character I want to point out from Fallout 76 is a character that if you play through the quests and the storylines and you've played since Wastelanders, you have the opportunity to actually meet. And that is Fallout 76's Overseer. This is a character who in some ways is, is a little tragic she spent her time in the vault trying to prepare everybody for the wasteland and in some ways didn't realize how difficult that task would be. She ends up sacrificing a relationship with the man that she was potentially going to marry and then also kind of has her dreams kind of crushed on, crushed on, kind of stepped on, crushed and stepped on at the same time becomes crushed on uh, when she realized that the societal preservation program, the vault program and, and the people overseeing everything weren't really telling her the full truth about the situation. And so when the vault doors open up, she heads out into the wasteland and she does her best to try to piece together what to do in the wasteland and eventually ends up in her house where you end up meeting her and then she helps you along as the character. She's still driven by good intentions, but she's also a little bit daunted by the mistakes of her past. So kind of a tragic character, but a, a good, a good spirit. She, she believes in doing what is right and trying to help the world continue to be a better place. So I'm going to put her First on the list of, and this isn't any specific order, you guys can debate which of these characters is goodest. Is that a word? Um, so I'm going to start with the Overseer, Fallout 76's Overseer. The other character, and this one I had a difficult time, the other group I would include from Fallout 76 are the Responders, and actually picking an individual member is difficult because... By the time we get to know the responders in Fallout 76, the original group is gone. They have been destroyed. They held out against overwhelming odds. The Scorched, the Super Mutants, the other mutants, the other difficulties, the other terrible people in the in the wasteland. They held out as long as they possibly could. And they they fought the good fight. They sacrificed themselves for the rest of the wasteland 
they were trying to find a cure for the scorch plague and they got really close and I can't, I can't really call out any one member particularly maybe maybe somebody like Maria Chavez um Dr. Claire Hudson would be candidates for this. Uh, again, let me know if you think there's anybody we should definitely call out. There are new responders. Uh, there are a bunch of robots out there, but then there are new responders that we run across in the more recent updates. So like Wastelanders gave us Heather Ellis and Tiffany Brantley, who we come across. And then in the pit DLC, now we have an entire group of responders that are working together at White Springs and characters like uh, Esme Russo and uh, Giuseppe Del Ripa. That's an awesome freaking name. I wish I had a cool name like that. I'm just Tom. Um, but I'm going to just put them as, as a whole. The responders as a whole with some individuals definitely stand out. So that's our Fallout 76 candidates. We're going to move on to Fallout 4. Fallout 4! Thank, thank you, buddy bot. All right, let's talk about Fallout 4. Fallout 4 actually has a number of individuals who I think would be worth pointing out or or choosing or discussing. Um, there's a lot of people who do good things or are driven towards good good goals. And I'm using the word good, like not necessarily just positive, but good, beneficial to others. And... Um, I'm going to save, we're going to have a bonus category at the end of this episode for some of the characters that I don't mention here. We're going to come back around to them. But the first character I'm going to point out is Piper Wright. And I don't know about you guys. Piper, she's driven. She's almost driven to the point of being annoying. But I think that's kind of, that's kind of her thing is that she's not going to let that get in the way of what she wants to do. She wants to find out the truth about what's going on. And and this is a notable thing about people who I think, and this is my perspective on this, so feel free to disagree, but I think people who are trying to do good that often lines up or should line up with the discovery and commitment to the truth of a situation. I would argue that doing good but doing it in a nefarious way or an ignorant way to the actual truth of a situation is in the long run going to defeat your efforts. Um, So people who purposely misconstrue their evidence for something in order to get the thing they want, eventually that's going to come back around and it, it works against you. And I know I'm talking in very broad terms here. Piper is a character who at the very beginning, when you meet her, when you first walk into Diamond City, you can tell that she's somebody who's very driven. She's trying to get to the truth of the situation and she's not going to let other things get in the way to the point where she's willing to join you as a companion, go out on these adventures brave the wasteland and the terrible scary things that are out there and she's not afraid to get in somebody's face and confront them about what's actually going on and i think that bravery is another one of those characteristics for somebody who's truly good you have to put yourself out there and potentially put yourself in danger 
in order to achieve that which is good, because there will always be those who are against you. Somebody who's telling the truth is very threatening to anybody who's trying to lie to you. Anybody who's trying to pull the wool over your eyes. Is that, that's a phrase, right? So truth tellers and seekers of truth are by their very nature endangering themselves to those who were less ethical. There's also the funny little note here about Piper having previously joined the church of the children of Adam. And here, here's her own words in this. Uh, She says during a conversation, thank God I've been working on this story about irradiated drinking water in Bunker Hill. I traced the water back to its source, though through these old sewer tunnels. And what did I find? The children of Adam setting up like they own the place. Unfortunately, they found me just as quick. It turns out they were not fond of reporters. So to atone for my trespassing, they decided to make a sacrifice to Adam, me. I'm kneeling there about to get the boot into this huge sewer pipe. Then I suddenly blurt out, Adam, he reveals himself and they buy it. They pulled me back from the ledge and then gave me their induction ceremony. (laughs) You were looking at an official acolyte of Adam. Took me a couple more days before I managed to sneak away, but or get Bunker Hill security to finally clean that place up. So this whole like, I mean, obviously she had to deceive them in order to get out alive. You're not going to blame anybody for that. But there's clearly this drive to go find the truth about things and put herself in in danger in order to do so. And and this situation in particular is kind of comical in a dark fallout kind of way. So I appreciate that. All right, let's move on to the other character that I've decided to talk about for this section, Preston Garvey. And a lot of these characters have their own episodes. So if you haven't gone back and listened to those episodes, go back and you'll get more details about these people if you go back and listen to those episodes. But Preston is a uh, similar to Piper in a way in that he's driven and motivated by this greater good. And he's part of the the Minutemen, this organization whose inherent goal is to protect people from the dangers of the wasteland, to do things for others, to put themselves in harm's way in order to make sure that other people can survive. That is a noble cause. And when we meet Preston, he's he's kind of at the last I don't know. He's ready to give up. That's probably the best way to put it. He's had his butt kicked. He's seen so many of his friends and and the people that he's worked with not make it. And that takes a toll on you. And you're able to turn that around. You can work with him in order to reinstate the Minutemen and and start helping out again in the wasteland. There's another settlement that needs your help. And it's true, though. But he, he keeps going. Like you can give him the will to continue. And so he does. And the fact that he sticks with it so long, even when the odds are against him, is a characteristic that is true about people who are genuinely seeking to do good. They don't give up. And even if they give up momentarily, they come back when they're ready to fight the good fight again. And that's noble. There's something truly good with a capital G about that. Life is not easy. The decisions that he makes are not easy, but yet he keeps on going. 
All right. We're going to take a quick break here in the middle of the show in order to go thank our patrons. Patron break. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Bot. Uh, but we'll be back in just a minute. So don't go anywhere. And we're going to be talking about Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. And we've got this other little category at the end that's kind of a surprise thing. So don't go anywhere. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office, or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs. Phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash falloutlore, expressvpn.com slash falloutlore to learn more. Hello there, old chap. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. All right. Before we get into thanking our patrons, I just want to remind everybody about Fallout for Hope. This is an event that happens every year. And I believe this is what, three years running now? This is the third year. Um, Ken from the Fallout Chad podcast. You guys know you guys know the podcast uh, heads this up and gets a lot of creators on board in order to raise money for the kids for the holidays and thousands of dollars get raised every year. This is an amazing charity drive and it's called Fallout for Hope. So if you would like to donate and help out children for the holidays, if you want to if you want to be somebody good in the wasteland, then check out the description underneath the, the show info. Just go check it out. Give even if you got five bucks instead of buying a coffee or something, although I guess coffees are more expensive than that. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> give it to the kids. Help help out families in need. They absolutely need it and would benefit from your generosity. So also, thank you for your generosity and supporting the show. We've got some new patrons to shout out. We have Klaus Pater. We have Mark C, who upgraded to a tier five patron thank you so much mark and then we have gat got er gun got gat got your gun <laughs> thank you for signing up and nicholas n and knight onyx thank you to all of you for joining the patreon i hope you guys are enjoying your ad free episodes some of you guys are on tiers where you can now join me for the chats every every month at the end of the uh, the month and it is the holidays this year but fortunately most of the big holidays don't show up on the times that we would normally do our patron chats. So our patron chat will be in two weeks on the 27th. So that's Tuesday, the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So if you'd like to join us on that and you're a tier four or higher patron, you're welcome to do that. If you want to check out the Patreon and see what things you can get for helping to support the show, patreon.com slash fallout lorecast is the place to do that as well. And we've got a shout out 
our sentry bots and now we have three of them dylan r larry d and mark c thank you so much to all of you also we have two new reviews to read out this one comes from jodin the small father interesting name in the united states who writes thanks captain robots asked my girlfriend if i could use her iphone to leave this review thank you robots for making this podcast i'm a pretty big fallout lore junkie myself and this podcast helps my 10 hour workdays fly by i hope to one day soon join the assaultrons and talk with you all in an episode yeah absolutely we'd love to have you also, I'm one of those people yelling at my phone or radio whenever you can't remember certain details. And when you mention that, I always get a laugh. Yep. Yep. I, I do the same thing. It's so much easier to have those ideas pop in your head when you're listening to a show than when you're actually trying to talk and do the show. Uh, thank you again. P.S. Haven't heard from Buddy Bot or Buddy Boy. I think you wrote Buddy. It's Buddy Bot in a while. Um, yeah, he's he's shown up. He's showed up in this episode. He's shown up in more recent episodes. So he's coming back around. You'll you'll notice him a little bit. So thank you, Jodin, for taking the time to leave that review. We've got one more from some condor in the United States who writes absolutely hooked. I re-downloaded Apple Podcasts just to leave a review. Wow. Thanks so much. After years of putting it off, I finally dived headfirst into the Fallout games, currently playing New Vegas, and I was super interested in the lore. After a quick search, I found this lovely podcast. I've been listening for about a month now while at work and have finished the first year of episodes and have learned so much. Thank you, Robots, for feeding my craving for more lore. Oh, some condor, you're very welcome. Thanks to everybody who takes the time to leave reviews and ratings sharing the show with your friends, any of that stuff. I really do appreciate it. And just a reminder, Fallout for Hope. You can always just search it online. There's lots of, lots of creators out there who are creating awesome Fallout content, raising money for the kids. Go help support somebody. Just help support somebody's stuff and donate to the kids. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. If you have any questions about Nuka World, I'd be delighted to answer them. All right, so let's go back to talking about who are the goodest people in Fallout. Goodest people in Fallout. Uh, that wasn't, I mean, that's kind of the whole big category. But next we're going to talk about Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas. All right, <laughs> thank you, buddy. Bud. All right, so Fallout New Vegas. Without bringing up the guy that you first meet at the very beginning part of the game, Doc Mitchell. Doc Mitchell is... He's kind of like a genius doctor, really nice guy. I don't, I don't know the best way to say this. I mean, he you get two bullets in your head, right? And yet he's able to save your life and he goes out of his way to do it. And then, heck, even even after he puts you back together and you have the conversation with him where you get to choose, you know, your stats and the way you look and all that stuff. Um he just lets you wander around his house and basically take anything like what a dude like who would do that and i i get it it's video gamey it gives you kind of the beginning of the game where you actually have some items and you can go out into the world and start doing things i get i get that but he's still a character who's been through some stuff we go listen to the doc mitchell episode or did, was he part of an episode or did he have his own episode? I don't even remember anymore, but go, go listen to that episode and you'll find out that like he used to be involved with, he came from a vault. He used to be involved with some other people and other things going on. Now he's kind of retired, but yet he still goes out of your way to help somebody who doesn't even know and then gives them enough stuff to get them started. What a dude, what a bro, what a good guy. 
Now, I wouldn't say that he's other than being uh, driven to do what's right as a medical professional, super, I don't know, driven, not in the ways that other characters are. The other character I'm going to point out from Fallout New Vegas is Arcade Ganon. Arcade Ganon, he's a member of the followers of the apocalypse. He's a potential companion. You can bring him around with you. But this, I mean, go back and listen to the followers of the apocalypse episode. They may be one of the few truly good organizations in the wasteland. Trying to help out people in need, trying to do the right thing no matter what. Uh, finding medical help and and creating it when possible. Arcade Gannon, also a doctor. Uh, he previously came from, his father was part of the Enclave, so he's got kind of this shady past a little bit. But when he's your companion, he's very, very staunchly against anything that's fascist, anything that's falsifying the truth for their own gain, any of that stuff. He's a character that's in a really interesting place, uh, kind of this, I don't know, this uh, cross section between his history and the future, his culture, his identity and who he he feels like he needs to be. He's one of only two homosexual characters or at least openly homosexual characters in New Vegas. And so that creates kind of a different dynamic for him and understanding how he fits into the wasteland and has to deal socially with other people. He's an interesting, diverse character, but it in and through it all has good intentions. He's idealistic. And in the end, instead of serving Caesar, he takes his own life in order to not be a tool of evil in his own mind. He's a complex character, and I, I could see how people might have different perspectives on what's going on with him. And of course, certain things can do play out depending on how you make decisions and how you work through the game. So let me know what your thoughts are on Arcade Gannon. I think overall he attempts to do good in the world, and I think that should count for something. All right, let's move on to Fallout 3. Fallout 3. This is the last Fallout game we're going to talk about, but I have three candidates from Fallout 3. The first being Three Dog, because Three Dog, even though he's a fun radio host and, uh, you know, he's charismatic and kind of great voice acting and all of that, he is somebody who is standing up against evil. He tells us in his radio show to keep fighting the good fight. To stand up for what is right. He is a motivational speaker who is doing good in the world by projecting it and supporting those around him at a distance, even. There's a phrase, speaking truth to power. This idea that the more you repeat something, and maybe this doesn't exactly coincide with speaking truth to power, but it's connected. The more you repeat something, the more people believe it. So saying that we need to continue fighting the good fight is going to motivate more people to continue fighting the good fight to fight against the super mutants and raider gains, but, but also slave parties, Talon company, the enclave three dogs calling it like it is and fighting against misinformation. I mean, what kind of world do we live in now where misinformation is a big deal? Even in any military conflict, misinformation is a big deal. 
and yet he still fights the good fight and he puts himself at risk because it's not like it's hard to figure out where this stuff is being broadcast from. You can do that fairly easily. And then he, he specifically calls out John Henry Eden's enclave radio and uh, how that is a tool of propaganda and misinformation. Man, this sounds this sounds prescient for today's world, right? And yet this game came out 15 years ago. Yeah, so I put Three Dog up on the list. The other character that I would mention, or I've got two more characters for Fallout 3, is uh, Owen Lyons being one of the only Brotherhood characters that I think I would put in this list because he manages the Brotherhood in a different kind of way than other leaders that we've talked about. All of the Brotherhood leaders have been driven by their ideals and what they believe to be the best case moving forward. And some of them are better at convincing themselves they're doing the right thing for selfish reasons than others. Owen Lyons takes the Brotherhood ideology and opens it up and makes it more inclusive. He is one of the few Brotherhood leaders who's willing to risk certain things in order to do something that is more morally generally good for more people. I think that we can phrase it that way. So I think that there's something there that that needs to be celebrated. He also takes you in if it wasn't for his decisions and the way that he's running his brotherhood, then the events of Fallout 3 would not be able to play out the way they do. And that's particularly beneficial to the people of of the wasteland in Fallout 3. So He's up on the list as well. And then one other character that I would include from Fallout 3 is James, your dad. He's what he's he's the uh, MacGuffin that you have to, you know, go out into the wasteland to try to find for like the first half of the game. But there's a good reason why he's doing what he's doing. And he's one of those characters that until we understand what his motivation actually is, his decisions seem a little shady. Why does he leave you in the vault? Why does he go off on his own to do these things? What is he actually doing? Well, he's trying to bring clean water to the capital wastes. And that is a huge benefit. He's willing to sacrifice being able to be there with you in the vault in a safe place in order to go out into the wasteland and do something that's truly going to benefit everybody. And there's, There's a goodness about that. He ultimately ends up sacrificing his life for this ideal. And I mean, you can't anybody who's willing to sacrifice themselves for something bigger and better than themselves for other people is a character who I I can't help but put on the good list. Now, that might mean there's other characters out there as well that just haven't ended up on this list. If there are, let me know what you think. Um, But I can only make the list so long. So. Putting James on the list as well. All right. Now we're down to the bonus category, and there's a reason why these characters are in the bonus category. Bonus category. Wow, buddy, but that one was uh, extra special. Yeah, I have to do it because it's the last one, so I can make it even better. Mm, okay. Yeah, cool. Um, So we've got three characters that I'm going to put in this bonus category. And the reason why I put them in the bonus category is that they aren't exactly the same as human people. And so this creates kind of a 
philosophical dilemma. Are they just programmed either biologically or technologically to be how they are? And so they don't actually have to make the choice of being good like most humans do. Um, and again, I say most humans because I'm not sure if some of us just aren't programmed also and just are on autopilot, you know, nature nurture thing. Like if you're just nurtured in a good way, are you really still making good decisions? Or are you just a good person because of the way you were raised? I don't know. That's a whole other, that's a whole other bag of worms. Um, but here, let's get into it. There are two robots and one other character. So in fallout four, you come across Codsworth after leaving the vault and he's been waiting around for a really long time. He's, he's there for you and he's really distraught and then excited that you show back up and you're still alive. But is that because of his programming? Is he just programmed because you, he's your robot. You opened up the package. You can see the package in the house where you start out. Is he just supposed to be there for you all the time, no matter what, because of his programming? Or does he choose to do that in the light of the situation that he's now in with the bombs dropping and everything, you know, going terrible? Mm, I don't know. It, it's tricky, but he is loyal. He is willing to do what is right. He also has a sense of morality. He's got a good sense of like, he tells you when he doesn't think something's a good idea. Um, so I think that counts. The next character I would put in this category is Curie. Same kind of thing. I mean, it's almost exactly the same kind of robot, although her personality is very different. And the, neither of these are synths either. So we can't even have the debate of our synths people. These are robots, our robots people. This is a, a one step removed from that. And Curie is interesting because she has this innate need to do good. She's, she's again, a medical professional. We have these medical professionals on this list. She wants to do good. She wants to understand more about the world. She's curious about it. She ultimately wants to take on the body of a person. She lets go of her robot self and moves into a physical body like a person's body. I mean, she has a physical body, but you understand what I'm saying? A person's body. And she acts in a lot of ways like she's more self-aware than a lot of the other robots that you come across. And she she tries to do good for the wasteland, for other people, even though she her, herself is a robot, not a human being. Maybe there's a, a jump there that makes that uh, an even greater good? Doing good for creatures beyond just your own type maybe there's something there now the last one i'm going to bring up here on this list and speaking of creatures that aren't your own type is dog meat dog meat again dogs are they just biologically built to connect to humans and to be loyal and to be good uh, in some cases probably yes i think that we've steered their genetic uh, predisposition towards that over centuries, millennia, probably even. Um, but is that, can you take that away from the character? Cause dog meat is, he's there for you. He's always there for you. He's your best companion. He, you will never do something to get rid of dog meat. He's always going to be there for you. Just like your own pets at home. 
even when you accidentally step on their tails or whatever, they still love you. Like at the end of the day, they're still there. But is that a choice or is that biology? I don't really know. I would love to know what you guys think about this list, about some of these philosophical dilemmas. And uh, so tweet at me at Robots Radio on Twitter. There's also at Fallout Lorecast, but I have too many Twitter accounts and it's hard to juggle them all. So just do at Fallout underscore or I'm sorry, at robots underscore radio, or just join us on the Discord, post your thoughts in the Follow Lorecast channel on there. And also remember, if you can, if you've got the extra money this time of year to donate to the kids, Fallout for Hope, there's links in the show notes, or you can just Google it. I'm sure you will find lots of creators out there who would be who would love for you to jump into their live streams and donate through them. Find find a way. There's lots of stuff out there. Thanks again. Happy holidays to everybody and have a wonderful rest of your week. We've got one more episode and then we've got the patron chat coming up very soon. So I'll talk to you guys again soon. See you later, everybody. Plug into everything else we're doing. Check out robotsradio.net. Reach out to me on Twitter at robots underscore radio. Check out the Robots Radio Rocket Club where you can join me and a bunch of our other creators creating your podcast, starting a new podcast, or helping your current podcast grow. There's more information about that on robotsradio.net as well. And you can always talk with us and the entire community, over 2,000 people on the Robots Radio Discord. Come join us. We'd love to chat with you. See you guys next time.